there, my name is Rob Coker, Deputy Editor of The Medicine Maker, and I'd like to welcome you to this special podcast featuring Dr. Ike Yurst, the mRNA Service Offering Principal Scientist for Innovations and Technologies at Merck KGAA Darmstadt, Germany, which operates as Millipol Sigma in the US and Canada. There, he takes the plaudits for the development of the upscaled mRNA manufacturing process and implementation of AmpTech technologies in research and development. He demonstrated his broad technical expertise in synthetic biology and molecular biology by publishing in several peer-reviewed journals. Ike, many thanks for joining us. Would you like to share a little more about your academic background? Absolutely. Thank you for having me. So yes, I'm Ike Just, a principal scientist, and in my role, I am responsible for developing innovations in mRNA manufacturing as part of our life science service offering. And in the past, one of my main projects was the development of our fully scalable mRNA manufacturing process. And my journey into the world of mRNA began during my bachelor studies at Würzburg University around 10 years ago. In this time, I focused on a field called optogenetics. Optogenetics basically uses genetic technologies to engineer light responsive cells. And this approach offers numerous advantages for research and therapy, especially when you think about modulating the activity of nerve cells simply by light. Initially, this field gained momentum nearly 20 years ago by simply injecting mRNA into cells, which enabled them to express photoreceptor genes. I was fascinated by the concept and began manufacturing various mRNAs to enhance the light response. For me, measuring the cell's reaction to light signals was truly remarkable. And that's when I realized the immense potential of mRNA technology. It became evident that any cell could be programmed to produce a specific protein, thereby opening endless possibilities far beyond light-responsive applications. Today, I'm happy that I can facilitate the realization of these endless possibilities by providing the mRNA manufacturing capabilities to our clients. And in future, I'm highly curious to see what kind of exciting new treatments will come up that were once unimaginable. What key parameters impact mRNA manufacturing speed, capacities and quality? So there are certain kind of key parameters which now impact mRNA manufacturing speed, capacities and quality. In our opinion, one of the most critical parameters is the DNA template material used as the basis for mRNA synthesis. Conventional processes typically rely on the use of linearized plasmids. Here, the plasmid supply itself is determining the speed and capacity of mRNA manufacturing. Obtaining a sufficient quantity of plasmids is often a time-consuming process and often takes several months or more than half a year. Therefore, the plasmid supply also dominates the manufacturing capacities. The DNA template also plays an important role for the quality of produced mRNAs. One reason for the bottlenecks in plasmid supply are the required high quantities 
and associated manufacturing processes. The final plasmids need to be of ultra-pure quality and the risk of microbial, protein, nucleic acid or endotoxin carryovers is always present. And hence the process becomes time-consuming and yields are hardly predictable. And for sure, always, time is money. Therefore, the plasmid manufacturing, especially of the high quantities necessary for mRNA, is really expensive. The second quality impact is less obvious. It is common practice to directly encode the mRNA's poly-A tail on the plasmid. As you might know, plasmids are mainly manufactured in E. coli. And E. coli hate these unusual sequence patterns and react with recombination events. Therefore, often multiple of these recombination events and an inhomogeneous population of poly-A tails are observed in the final product mRNAs. And since the poly-A tail length is linked to the intracellular stability of mRNAs, it affects the observed mRNA performance. And if you observe a varying performance, it's already too late. To exclude such uncertainties, it gets really complex for the involved quality control and quality assurance. First, you need to comprehensively control the plasmid itself to ensure a poly-A tail as homogeneous as possible. But if these release parameters are too narrow, you might not be able to receive a second plasmid batch for the next stage of your program that covers the same high criteria. Additionally, it is analytically highly challenging to investigate the poly-A tail distribution of a plasmid anyways. And next, going beyond the plasmid to the mRNA manufacturing process. Here, a heterogeneous poly-A tail distribution can surely affect the yields, which would make your batch size hardly predictable. And at the end, you would need the same challenging analytics as well as strict release criteria for the finally manufactured mRNA. And you see, it gets highly complex. Apart from this technical perspective, also other organizational aspects influence the speed and quality as well. For example, mRNA manufacturing requires a lot of highly specialized knowledge and capacities. Therefore, the manufacturing of an mRNA batch can require a combination of multiple independent CDMOs, for example, for sequence optimization, plasmid manufacturing, mRNA formulation with a supply of high-quality lipids, etc. And this cross-vendor management is, from multiple perspectives, always error-prone and time and capacity-consuming. To circumvent the mentioned shortcomings of plasmid-based IVT templates, we developed a unique mRNA manufacturing process based on polymerase chain reaction, PCR. And thereby, we can de-bottleneck the plasmid supply, de-risk the carryover possibilities, and introduce a homogeneous poly-A tail as an oligonucleotide. To tackle the organizational challenges, we formed a highly connected global network to provide integrated mRNA services from mRNA drug substance to mRNA drug product. This PCR-based process that you have developed, you say it can accelerate mRNA development and manufacturing. Can you give us a little bit more how exactly? 
Yes, sure. So our process starts with the specific amplification of the gene of interest by PCR. Here we require approximately 10,000 fold less plasmid DNA in contrast to conventional processes. So apart from the reduced costs, we thereby also deep bottleneck the plasmid supply and save valuable time. For example, a PCR is performed within a few hours, whereas manufacturing of a plasmid batch takes several days without the additional analytical assessments. Another important aspect is that PCR-based IVT templates are derived from an in vitro process, whereas plasmid-based templates originate from microbial expansion. And thereby, we also tremendously reduce the risk of microbial carryovers by using the PCR-based templates. And to guarantee here now a really homogeneous poly-A tail distribution, we do not introduce the poly-A tail on the plasmid, but via the primer during the PCR reaction itself. And now you may ask Eike, if PCR is that great, why isn't everybody using it, right? So the benefits of PCR-based mRNA manufacturing are well known within the field. But PCR needs a highly controlled environment, especially for pharmaceutical applications, and even more in a scalable setup. That's a real challenge for engineering. In a PCR, you need to have a very short temperature cycle, normally in the range of seconds, and very high temperature jumps. And obviously, speed and heating times are strongly affected by the involved volume. The volume of a typical PCR reaction is approximately 50 microliter. If you increase it, let's say maybe 250 microliter or 200 microliter, it's not working anymore. We have solved successfully the challenge to scale up the PCR and have developed a unique setup that ensures a strong as well as a specific amplification. Okay, so can you tell me about the benefits of a fully scalable GMP mRNA manufacturing platform for uh, clinical and commercial mRNA demands? So the pharmaceutical application will mainly dictate the manufacturing scale in future. For mass vaccinations, where a single or a few doses are necessary to evoke an immune response, a larger manufacturing scale would be required. However, for patient-tailored personalized medicine or protein replacement, repetitive medication is needed and hence a very high product quality in relatively smaller batch sizes. By using PCR-based mRNA templates, we are basically independent of the plasmid supply and can provide at any scale with a harmonized process and thereby we ensure a reproducible product performance at any program stage, from the initial preclinical phases to the late-stage commercial phase. And this further ensures that we can support our clients during the whole manufacturing journey for mRNA drug substance manufacturing, but also during manufacturing of the final mRNA drug product. So what kind of specific assessments are necessary for PCR-based IVT templates? So we assess three major attributes focusing on the strong amplification, the specific amplification, and the amplification fidelity. The strong amplification is pretty obvious. 
Here we focus on the yield to ensure enough material for mRNA synthesis at every scale. And technically, this is tricky because you need to guarantee the same product quality in parallel at all scales. Which brings me to the second aspect. To ensure that the high yield amplification is specific, we analyze the PCR products carefully by electrophoretic techniques like capillary electrophoresis. Here we see that our PCR products have a strictly defined peak at the expected product size. And we also see that this definite size of the DNA template is reflected in the final mRNA product. And finally, we further focus on high fidelity amplification during process development. To this end, we analyzed our PCR-based IVT template with next-generation sequencing. For the assessment, we used a broad set of reference sequences, for example, with various sizes, and sequenced the same positions several thousand times to ensure a high coverage. To further ensure an accurate analysis, we restricted the assessment only to high-quality data. For example, we used a FRED quality score of at least 30 to guarantee a base call accuracy of at least 99.9%. And based on this data and based on established procedures, we determined error rates in the range of 10 to the power of minus 9 and 10 to the power of minus 10. And these error rates are actually in the same range as E. coli re replication which represents the origin of any plasmid-based mRNA template. So what does this mean? It means that it is more likely to win the lottery than to generate a mutation in our PCR setup. Is the downstream part of the PCR process different to conventional approaches? The answer to this question is basically uh, yes and no. So. A key difference in manufacturing is that we start with significantly lower levels of template-related residuals, like host cell proteins or endotoxin. Accordingly, our process is designed around such input materials to provide a maximum of quality. And the following downstream unit operations are highly optimized to ensure ideal manufacturing with PCR-based templates. However, the process was designed to provide a maximum of scalability as well as flexibility. For example, similar to other bioprocesses, we also used tangential flow filtration or chromatography steps. And thereby, the flexible design also allows us to manufacture high-quality mRNAs based on linearized plasmid. There is not the one prototype of conventional processes available, but we developed a process platform that is focused on all potential demands of our clients. Thank you, Lucky. Can you uh, give us perhaps an overview of the benefits of mRNA CDMO services when it comes to uh, things like speed, scalability and quality, et cetera, flexibility perhaps? What we provide is a fully integrated mRNA CTDMO offer. This means that we can provide services starting from the initial sequence across mRNA manufacturing towards mRNA formulation 
using also our lipids to formulate the mRNA drug product. For any scale at any project stage from preclinical to commercial material. All in-house, including the final fill and finish, and all with a single point of contact. This dedicated program manager coordinates our global network and simplifies very significantly our customer's journey. So just imagine, for example, the complexity of having one vendor for every stage of the program. For mRNA, lipids, LNP manufacture, and all the aspects of it, from vendor screening to quality agreements, all very time-consuming processes that can be simplified to the minimum with one vendor and one contract. At the same time, no headache for the customer trying to coordinate manufacturing campaigns at different vendors that very often result in delays and fees paid for misreserved slots in the next steps of the chain. Thereby, we circumvent many complexities that are associated with the error-prone cross-vendor management and essentially save time and costs. Do you have any closing statements to leave our listeners with? Yes, sure. mRNA offers a broad space for exciting new therapeutic applications. Key parameters that impact manufacturing speed, capacities and quality are centered around the choice of DNA template materials. In particular, plasmid-based templates can create bottlenecks and affect mRNA quality. The development of a PCR-based process addresses these challenges by reducing supply bottlenecks, ensuring a homogeneous polyatal distribution, and minimizing the risk of microbial carryovers. This scalable approach offers benefits such as costs and time savings, while providing the flexibility to meet various manufacturing demands. Working with our integrated mRNA CTDMO service enables a streamlined process from sequence design to final fill and finish, which simplifies project management to focus on innovations in mRNA-based therapeutics. And finally, I would like to thank you for joining us today to explore recent advances in mRNA manufacturing. Thanks very much, Eike, for sharing your insights with us today. Unfortunately, that is all we have time for, but I do look forward to discussing these developments further with you again. Bye for now.